for God. Not to bring the glory to yourself, but for God. Are we ready, babe? All right, she says we're ready with the podcast. For those of you who don't know, we have a podcast. It's on uh, iTunes. Um, you can find it on iTunes by ser- or searching Grace Family Worship Center. Um, you can also find it through the Grace Family Worship Center's Facebook page. It's Grace Family Worship Center in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. If you're, not, if you're on the podcast today, um, we're in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. So you can find us in that way also. If you go to our Facebook page and like us on there, I think you get all the notifications when we upload new podcasts each week. So I would title this message today hunger for humility and I'm starting a little bit late but don't worry because I'm going to try to be a little bit short today because they'll get out at noon over there too and we got to get to Richmond it's about a half hour drive so to, to, to be there for the baptismal service so I would title this message today hunger for, hum- for humility and God gave me this message last week one day of the week last week I don't remember but I was down on my knees up here in front of the church and I was praising God and when I stood back up I was wobbly legged anybody, anybody ever been intoxicated in the spirit yeah. been drunk in the spirit before I've had it before where I couldn't hardly stand up, but the other day I stood up and I was just a little bit unstable in my feet, and I went back in my office after this, and I was thinking about how good God was and, and, and how well he had treated me and, and, and just being here. I'm just so amazed that God shows up in every service that we're here. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine me being up here trying to preach or tell you something without the Spirit being here? It'd be pretty dry, right? You all should leave if you're ever in a service and it's like that, right? If you're ever in a church and it's dry like that, get up and go. When the service is over, don't go back. Are you following me? We need the Holy Ghost in the church. We need the Spirit to move, right? So, so he, he, he got on me this week, and, and he changed my heart. He, or he had my, sometimes life just happens, right? And we get to moving along in the way that we are, and we're just being ourselves. But sometimes we have to go back and become that, have a heart of that, of a, of a humble servant, right? Think about that. We were just serving God just a minute ago, just worshiping God just a minute ago, saying that song, The Great I Am. Were you singing that and meaning that song? He's the great I am. I need him at the center of everything. I need him in everything all the, all the time, right? God didn't humble me. He, he can humble you. If you don't humble yourself, you're in a lot of trouble if you don't humble yourself because he will humble you. But he didn't humble me through this process, right? He, he didn't convict me and make me humble myself, right? I just realized his greatness, right? And it made me hunger for that humbleness. Does that make sense? It made sense in my heart and my head, but I don't know if I could articulate that correctly, right? I'm just in awe of his presence, right? I'm dependent upon him. So I hunger for that humility, right? Hunger for the humility, right? Humility means a modest or low view of one's own importance, humbleness. To realize, God, I don't have this. God, I can't do this on my own. I'm not going to be able to make this happen on my own. Just like Brenda just testified with the iPhone. With the stuff that was going on with those and the things in our life and, and, and fear. Grace and Joe don't have a way of running off fear at all without God, right? We don't have a way of doing certain things without God. We don't have a way of doing anything really without God, right? So we have to hunger for being humble. Hunger for humility. It's a decision that we make to be humbled. If we don't, in the end, God will humble us. Does that make sense to you? It's a decision that we make day by day, though, to be humble and not get heady and high-minded and full of ourselves, Right? You want to see an example of it? I got two verses today for you. You ever heard me with, preach with two verses before? If you've been here for a while, you have, because I've preached with one verse before, but it's few and far between, right? So John 1, this is a picture of humility. It's Jesus Christ. John 1, 1 and 2. In the beginning was the word, Jesus, right? I, I tell everybody that comes to church, everybody that gets saved, we have a case of Bibles back in my office. I give people Bibles all the time, and I put a bookmark in most of your Bibles. If I've given you a Bible, I put a bookmark in it, and I ask you to read the book of John first. John was a fisherman. 
He speaks in layman's terms. He's really, he, they call him the, the prophet of love. He speaks in, in layman's terms, and he's really easy to understand, right? Some of the other ones are worded a little differently and things, but, but then I explain to you what this first few verses means, right? Because if you read this and you have no clue what's going on with it, like a, new, a brand new baby Christian would be, this might be a little confusing, but right? So in the beginning was the word. The word there is Jesus Christ, right? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, Jesus was with God, and the Word was God. So Jesus was with God, He was there, and He is God. Now think about this. Think about this. And two, picture this picture right here. And two, in the beginning of the world, it's talking about He was in the beginning with God. Is that all it says in that translation, babe? Well, let me read it in mine. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word... Oh, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning. Oh, verse 3 is what I meant to have. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made. That was made. Think about that right there. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made. Think about that. Nothing was made without Jesus. Right? Yet he came to serve. Talk about the picture of humility, right? He came and washed the feet of the disciples. He, he went up on the cross freely. They didn't force him to go on the cross. He could have sent, had, had God sent down a legion of, of angels and destroyed the whole earth, just wiped it out and been done with it. Are you following me? He chose to go to the cross. I'm talking about a picture of humility, right? When he prayed, he didn't want to go to the cross because when he was at the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed, Father, if there's a way, let this cup pass by me. If there's any other way to do this, I really don't want to do this. He was so distressed that he was sweating blood, right? But he said, but not my will, God, but your will. A picture of humility. He had every reason. Jesus had every reason not to be humble. Think about it. When we get humble and, and, and a little bit big-headed, what are we humble about? Jesus, nothing was made without him. I'm talking about the earth, the ocean. You ever been to the ocean and seen how vast it is and how huge it is? He was here for that. He was here for the separation of the water and the land, right? He was here when God scraped up that man and said, let us make man in our image. He was here when that happened. Scraped him up, breathed the breath of life in him, and muscles and tendons and bones formed. And a man stood up. A heart started beating. A man stood up and started breathing the breath of life. Jesus was here for that. Every reason to not be humble. Think about this. He was here when all the animals were formed. Think about the Trinity. God the Father. God the Son. He is God. Jesus is God, and God the Holy Ghost, or God the Holy Spirit, whatever you'd like to call it. He is God. Every reason, every opportunity not to be humble, but sometimes we get big-headed because we get a little money. Think about it. Or we get cleaned up a little bit. We come into the house of God, and God changes our life around. We look different than the way we did five years ago, so we get a little big-headed about it. Think about it. God did it anyway. We didn't do it. God didn't, I, I didn't clean myself up. God cleaned me up. It would be a shame if I tried to take credit for what God did. You didn't get that little bit of money on your own anyway. You didn't get the material things that you have on your own. Everything on this planet belongs to God. He made it all, didn't he? You think it's yours? Tell me how much you're taking with you. You ain't taking nothing with you. You came, you, you leave in a glorified body. Same way you came in, in a birthday suit. So we act like we're better than somebody else sometimes, though, if we get a little bit of money or we get cleaned up. The church does it a lot. 
right? We, we, we get cleaned up and, and, we, and we think that we're better than, holier than thou now, right? So if we act like we're better than someone, we need to, we, we need to, always, we need to always remember where we came from. God's not going to hold, us against, hold it against you, and don't hold it against yourself, but keep that in the back of your mind. I came from being an alcoholic. I came from drugs, addiction, all the things that I was fooling around in, I came from that. That's where I, so why would I look down at anybody who comes to the door of the church and wants to have their life changed? Think about that. I'm talking about hungering for humility, right? Hungering for humility. Remember where you came from. If you, have a, if you, have a, if you have the heart of a servant, you don't talk down to people. You don't talk bad about people. Think about it. They're just not as far along as you are. Some people, some people are farther along than you are, or I am. Maybe they're just not as far along. Maybe they haven't, they, they haven't conformed to everything yet, right? But you only talk down to people if you have a problem. Think about it. And the problem is, you think you're better than they are, or we think they're better than they are, or we think we're superior to them. Yes, preacher, this means amen. You're right. You're telling the truth today. You're telling the truth today. We only talk down to people if we think we're better than they are. We think that we're superior to them. Think about it. You go into a courtroom in front of a judge, do you talk down to him? No, you show him some respect. You show him some reverence. You take your hat off. You don't go in there wearing shorts. You know they're going to throw you out if you wear shorts. So you go in there and you reverence the place, right? You might not like him, but you're not going to disrespect him in the courtroom, right? So, so we only talk down to people when we think that, that we're superior to them, right? Jesus said a servant is not greater than his master. Think about that. He's our example. If he's our example... And he's the picture of humility, even though he has every reason not to be. Why wouldn't I be humble? Why wouldn't I hunger for humility, right? Jesus, the word, the Bible says in the beginning was the word. So he is the word of God, right? The only way through the father is through him. He is the word of God. If the word and Jesus teaches us to be humble or have humility and reverence, right? When we humble, we reverence things. If I think that I'm better than something else, I'm not going to reverence that thing. Does that make sense to you? But if I'm humble and, and I'm showing humility, I respect things. I respect people. I respect the house of God, right? I respect the word. I respect the people in the church. Because the people, that, the very people that some of you are talking bad about in the church, think about this. Not only do they have value to God, but they are the body of Christ. So when you're talking bad about your neighbor or... or, or, or Johnny, come lately, this came in the church. When you're talking bad of them, when you look down your nose at them, you're looking down your nose at the body of Christ. That's not a good situation to find yourself in. Think about that. We, I have to remind myself of this a lot of times. People, when they're difficult to deal with, I deal with some difficult people. Some of y'all know this, right? But I have to remind myself, everyone has value to God. Everyone has value to God. No matter how far along you are in the process, we're all being perfected. Some are further ahead, some are further behind, but we're all being perfected. But each and every one of us have value to God. So remember that and stay humble. Remember where you came from, right? So humility and reverence, right? When we, when we humble, we, re we reverence. We reverence the word of God. We reverence the church. We reverence the body of Christ. We reverence the man of God, Right? When Jesus went into the place and, and he said a, a disciple is what without, or a prophet is without honor amongst his own people, what happened? They didn't honor Jesus Christ. He couldn't do many miracles. 
Think about it. When you dishonor the man of God or the house of God, what makes you think you're going to get the blessing that you're, wanting, that you're trying to receive? Does that make sense? <clears throat> you won't reverence any of these things if you think you're better or smarter. So many people I see try to outsmart the word of God. How stupid can you be? Think about that. The God who created the universe, who made you, you're going to try to outsmart him. Not you in particular, but some people do. A lot of people do. They want to outsmart the word. They want to try to twist the word around and manipulate it, pervert it just a little bit, that it fits their lifestyle or the things that they want to do or the things that they don't want to do. Well, I don't want to come to church. I'll just have church at the house, right? I don't need to pay my tithe. I don't need to quit doing this or that or hanging out with whatever this over here is, right? Even though the Bible speaks clearly against it, I'm going to twist that thing around a little bit to fit me instead of me twisting around a little bit to fit it. Are you following me? <clears throat> so we won't, we won't reverence these things if we're smarter or we're better than them. Same way with the man of God or the body of Christ. When you come in the body of Christ, when you look down your nose at people and you see them differently than you are, you want to talk about them a little bit, you're not going to reverence those persons. You're not going to have humility in your life. Same with the man of God. When the man of God gets up and preaches the word, what's going to happen? If you're smarter than him, I'm not saying some of you in here probably are smarter than me. Some of you aren't. Some of you probably are. But you still have the humility about yourself. You still reverence. And it's not because you're reverencing me. I don't want you to reverence me. But you reverence the office. Right? You're not reverencing this building just because it's a pile of sticks. You're reverencing this building because it's the house of God. We come to this house of God. This is where we come into contact with God. I mean, you can do it anywhere. I'm not saying you have to come here to be in contact with God. The Bible does say, fail not to assemble yourselves. So when you come into this house of God, and we've all, all been doing these things, and we come here corporately, what happens? We, we feel that we sense the presence of God. You all, you all felt him here a while ago, didn't you? You might even feel him right now as, as the preach word's coming forward. But you, I know you felt him in the song service. If you didn't, you, you probably should check your pulse. Because the Spirit was moving here strongly when, when, when after Brenda talked and the ladies were singing, the Spirit was moving strongly. So if we're coming here to get our fix, to, get, to, to have that encounter with Almighty God, why wouldn't we reverence this place? Why would you clip your nails and throw them in the floor? Why would you take your candy out of the wrapper and throw it in the floor? I don't believe you would probably even do that at my house. Think about that. I wouldn't do it at your house. I don't believe you would do it at my house. Would you come and sit in the middle of my living room while you're talking to me, clip your nails on the floor? Or unwrap something and throw the trash on the floor? Then why would it be okay to do it in the house of God? Think about it. Think about it. And if we're going to go that far with it, and it's not okay to do that in the house of God, what about the next generation? Church, what are we teaching them? You may say, I don't have kids. I'm older than that. Or I'm never going to have kids. I don't want to have kids. But the people around you are watching also. Nieces, nephews, they may not be your kids, but my kids are watching you. My kids are seeing the things that you're doing. You ever heard the saying, it takes a village to raise a child? It's true in the, in the house of God. We're all here in this together. We're all in this together. So however, the world teaches to compromise. The church teaches us to reverence and to be hungry. I'm still talking about hungering for humility. God typically doesn't, he, he will and he can crack us over the head and, and, and humble us. He can, he can take everything away from us and cause us to be humble. Typically, he wants us to come after him and want to hunger for that humility. Does that make sense? We're a lot better off if we'll get it on our own. If I'll humble myself instead of have, waiting and having God humble me later, I'm a whole lot better off. 
right? So the word, Jesus, God, teaches humility. He teaches us to reverence. He wants us to hunger after these things, right? But the world teaches us to compromise and to accept whatever comes along, right? Compromise on God's standards, God's written word, what the Spirit's spoken to you, right? You've been convicted on something, but the world says, oh, it'll be all right. Just a little bit won't hurt you. God's a loving God. He wouldn't send you to hell for that, surely. You've been saved once. Isn't that good enough forever? Think about that. Think about that. I work next to a man who believes that. He's been saved one time and he's good from, from now on and he believes he can do whatever he wants to do. But he still repents to God. He still asks for forgiveness. If you're good enough after one time, why do you still ask for forgiveness? Think about that. But anyway, the world teaches us to compromise. I don't mean to go down that path. The world teaches us to compromise and to accept things. Compromise against God's standards, right? Acceptance is anything we accept that's below God's standards. Think about it. What's the world teaching today? Homosexuality? Well, that's all right. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So we'll just accept them. Hey, let's even use the bathrooms with them. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, right? Think about it. Church, we should take a stand against that. They have, they have, we live in a free country, and they have the option to allow that. But we also have the option where we spend our dollars at. Think about that. And don't forget about that just because they take the sign down, because they still think the same thing. They still feel the same way about it. Think about that. I won't tell you how to vote or anything, but use your morals. Use your convictions when you vote. When you, when you spend your dollars... Think about what people think about the stances they've taken. It should cost them when they agree to 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 accept whatever comes down the pipe. It's going to cost you if you don't. That's a fact. That's the fact. So the world, anything that we anything that we accept that that's anything below the standards of God is acceptance or or the world teaches compromise and acceptance. And the Bible wants us to be humble. Right. So the word we can either go with the word or we can go with the world. Are you following me? You choose. You choose. It's your choice. God gave you a free will. He's not going to make you do what he wants you to do. There will be a price for it. It's going to cost you dearly if you don't, but he won't make you do it, right? You choose. Your life, though, will reflect whether you choose to be humble and have humility or whether you choose to compromise. Your life will reflect it. Your fruits that you produce will reflect it. Your family will reflect it. Your children, it'll reflect upon them. If you compromise, what do you think your kids are going to do? If you say a little bit's all right, what do you think your kids are going to do? Think about it. They're going to take it to another level. Are you following me? A little bit's not all right. Your attitude, it's going to reflect in your attitude. Whether you compromise or whether you stay humble. If you, if you stay humble and you stay, by being humble and humber, hungering, for humbleness, you, you would yearn to want to be underneath the authority of God, want to be underneath of that power of God because you see how big and huge and mighty he is. But when we don't, it reflects in our spiritual life, right? It reflects in every decision, every arena of your life that's what we reflect in, right? When, the, when there's pressure to compromise, trust in God. He's got this. He's got this, church. We have to wor- realize that his world or his word is absolute. And whatever his word promises, it belongs to us. But if we're not humble, we won't get under those, under those statutes and the things that he gives us. Does that make sense? We won't reverence those things, right? 
We have to hunger for, for, for humility, hunger for being humble. Realize that, that he's everything. He should be in the center of everything. Could I get every head bowed this time? <clears throat> Some of you might be more humble than me. Some of you might be less humble than me. Some of you might be more, more submitted to God than I am. Some of you may be less submitted to God than I am. We're all on a path and we're all trying to get somewhere. The Bible says we're being perfected. I don't know where you're at. Only God does. You and God. You can fake it. You can act like it. You can get your Sunday etiquette on and act like you're here and then go out and live like hell in the world the rest of the week. I don't know. That's between you and God. But it will show. It will show. So could we just ask God today to check our hearts? Look at us. If, if I think I'm being humble. Sometimes we think we're doing things right, but God will check us and he'll show us. Could we just ask him that today? Ask God to look inside of me today and say, Lord, am I hungering after you? Am I hungering for that humility that I need to have all the time? To be reverent when I come into your house to teach my kids these things. Could we ask him to search our hearts today with that? And then repent. If we, I had to repent when I saw this, when, 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 he, when he brought this to me. He uses the message I give to you so many times to cause me to repent before I give them to you. Daddy, we thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for each and every person here that can hear me, Father God. I thank you for the people out there on the podcast, Lord. Daddy, I pray that you would just cause us to, cause us to, to repent today, Father God, to just humbly, Lord, fall down before you today, Father God. And Lord, realize that you're the King of kings and that you're the Lord of lords and that you are the master over the universe, over everything, Father. Everything, Lord. And Lord, we need to hunger and seek after you, Lord, and get under your authority, Lord. Just be humble, Father, in your presence, Daddy. Realize that we're in your presence all the time, Father. Lord, I pray that you would keep these people safe today, Father. Lord, bring the people to the baptismal service that you would have to have there, Lord. Bring the people back next week that you would have to have here, Father. Lord, I pray that you would protect us from evil. Draw us near to you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray these things, Daddy. Amen. Amen. Before I release you, Wednesday, this